Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Today's episode is titled, What Do You Want Instead? So we are really going to go kind of deep into this idea of, okay, here's life. Here's how it is right now. I'm not happy with it. I want something different. So I'm going to initially take you through an exercise I do with all my coaching clients at one point or another. So you're probably going to take some notes to write down that exercise so you can do it afterwards. I'm going to um, talk about, you know, how our brain looks at our current results and how that might be holding us back and how you can shift that perception. Uh, Of course, I'm going to share some examples with you. And at the end, I'm going to give you another invitation for the Life on Purpose program that's that's getting going because that's really going to help you to, um, you know, know more about you and decide, okay, what do I want in life? So if you're, you're going through this and you're like, I don't, I don't know what I want. Rest assured, if you join the Life on Purpose program, By March 1st, you will not only know what you want, but you will be well on your way to getting it and you will be a completely different person. Okay. I'm only going to talk about this a few more days because on Friday, December 4th at 1159, I am closing doors on registration. Okay. So in the end, I'm, I'm just going to ask you to think about yourself and what is your plan? All right. So take some notes. Make sure that as you're going through and you're listening, you're not only taking notes on the things that I say, I'm going to have several different um, quotes for you today too, but I really want you to key in on your own thoughts. So when I say something and you have a thought come to you, write that down. That's really important. Okay. Awesome. Enjoy. Right. So what do you want instead? This is kind of a magic question that we use a lot uh, in Psych K. I have used it in the past for coaching, but more often I use it in Psych K. Um, so the essence is with that question, you say, okay, so I get it. You, you've got all of this, let's say stress or this negative situation that's happening, or you come and you're just like, okay, I'm really struggling with this mindset. Okay what do you want instead? So we give honor and respect to the current situation. You know, we never want to to belittle or devalue that. And we transform it just in one question, what do you want instead? So when you finally come to this agreement of like, oh yeah, this is what I want. Now you have a new focus. Okay. So what do you want in life? If you haven't thought about that question in a while, it's time. Okay. And not just for one aspect, but for all aspects of your life. Okay. So physical, social, emotional, spiritual, energetically, relational, career-wise, what do you want in life? Now there's one exercise that I've taken several people through that I think that there's a lot of value here. So you may want to write this one down. So thinking about each part of your life, so, you know, depending on who you talk to, some people will say there's five aspects of life. Some people will say there's seven. Honestly, pick the things that are most important to you. Um, For me, I usually have some sort of physical, um, some sort of intellectual or personal development, uh, something spiritual, or if you're not into, let's say, religion, something energetic wise, okay, 
uh, definitely relationship and career. Okay. So those are kind of the biggies, but if there's something else that means something to you, like, I don't know, recreation, um, having fun, you know, those are important too. So for each aspect of life, I want you to think about what do you want? Not, I don't want you right now to think about what's going on. I want you to think about what do you want instead? So maybe, you know, you notice through Thanksgiving, you know, there, you have a disconnect with some of your family. Um, do you want a connection? Okay. Just list out what you want. Now, the second part of this exercise is that you go through and for everything that you want, you say, I can have this because blank. So for example, you know, if you say, um, you know, you want to create that better connection with your family, I can have this because blank. Why? You know, um, one client I worked with was really struggling with her mother. And she said, I can have this connection with my mom because I want it. Great. Right. Now, the second part of that is to say, I can't have this because blank. So then she had to get really real with herself and say, okay, I can't have this connection with my mother because blank. And she had a whole lot to list. So typically what I find when I run people through this exercise is that they have one or two things in the can and they have many things in the can't category. Okay. That's actually normal and it's okay because it signifies, oh, this is why you don't have what you want because your can'ts are getting in the way. Okay. Um, so what we do after that is we start to play with or change perception. We change the way that they're looking at these things. Why? Well, I think it goes back to a quote that Einstein said a long time ago. Uh, I might not get it completely right, but basically the tenet is you can't solve the problem you have with the same thinking that got you there in the first place. Okay. So if you think about perception, that's just the way you're thinking about something. All right. So let, let's use some examples. What are some things that you focus on? Do you think more about being unhealthy or healthy? Do you think more about how stressed you are or how peaceful you are? Do you think more about the conflicts you have or the harmony you have? How about do you think more about the rules of life or relationships? Do you think more about the difficulties you have or the solutions? How about, do you think more about the gaps, the, the, what you don't have, or are you more grateful? Okay. So again, you know, Emerson told us where your focus goes, your energy flows. So what you focus on the majority of the time is what you're getting. So if you're focusing on this is how my life is and I can't have what I say I want because all of these can'ts, right? That is what you're focusing on. So this exercise literally brings to the forefront your current thinking up until now. 
Okay. I, I love this quote by Paul Martinelli. Um, he wrote it in, so Paul wrote a book, it's called the, um, Think and Grow Rich epilogue, the missing chapters. So if you've never read Think and Grow Rich before, it's by Napoleon Hill. It's actually very well known in, uh, personal and professional development, um, circles. It, it really is a good book. It goes through, um, several different thinking, um, ideas that you need. Uh, you know, one of them is desire, you know, another one is organized planning. Um, there's a lot of them in there, like persistence, you know? Um, and I, I think later on this year, we're going to actually do another think and grow rich course. That's just kind of coming up to the surface for me anyway. So Paul wrote this book because he says, listen, all of those are really great and they can definitely help you have success in whatever you want to have success in, you know, all these areas of life that we're talking about. However, there's three ideas that you, you know, you could have success or you could have a deep, rich, meaningful life. And those three ideas are um, love, forgiveness, and generosity. And so when you really go through and you're, you're following Napoleon Hill's ways and you're doing it in a spirit of love, generosity, and forgiveness, guess what? Not only does success find you, but everybody likes you as a successful person. Okay. So he says, as one of the quotes in, in his missing chapters book, your physical circumstances will never tell you that your life can be richer and more abundant than it is right now. Let me read that one more time. Your physical circumstances will never tell you that your life can be richer and more abundant than it is right now. So what is happening in your life right now, that is only a result of what's happened in your life up until this point. Okay. Those circumstances will never, ever say, Hey, by the way, you can, you know, have a richer, more meaningful, deeper life because you have all of these facts that are kind of coming up saying, no, you can't right? So for example, if you look at your bank account, you know, does that bank account represent that you could have a richer, fuller, more abundant life? Maybe to some of you, it does. Maybe to some of you, it doesn't. And depending on, you know, the amount in there and your perspective based on that amount, okay, will determine how you look at it. So it could be, it definitely is a fact that that's how much money you have in your account, right? But that does not mean that you couldn't have more money, right? What about, um, you know, the scale I I'm hearing a lot of people say, Oh yeah, I've got the COVID-19, you know, and they're not talking about the virus they're talking about 19 pounds, right? Um, that could be a fact, right? But is that representative of the health that you could have? Okay. Uh, relationships. I've talked to a lot of people, especially this week. Um, I think with the holidays here in the United States, there's been a focus on uh, relationships a little bit more. And there's been a lot of people who are either happy that, you know, listen, I, I'm going to stay home and do Thanksgiving with myself or, you know, struggling with that. And so out of all of these conversations, okay, that's the fact. So for example, let's say you have a really large family and you know, oh no, I'm not going to be able to see them. And I feel disconnected from them. That's a fact. Now, is that the truth? Meaning, is that how it's always going to be? Because, you know, if you're, you're struggling with it, that's, that's like the X, right? But that's not the Y that you're looking for. So you want to change in your life, right? What do you want instead? Well, you've got to change your focus. 
So you can't focus on how you've been gypped, right, out of, you know, all, all of this or how it's somehow come to limit you. You've got to just go in gratitude and say, you know what, this is how it is right now. This is not how it's always going to be. Okay. I love this. Um, it came from a, a friend of mine who's in HR. We were having this conversation and he said, Michelle, this reminds me all the time, you know, when I'm, I'm looking to hire new people and he's in, in HR in a company that is international. So there's millions of employees in this company. He says, you know, um, the thing that I notice is that my colleagues will look at somebody's resume you know, and a resume is what? A reflection of what you've done up until now and also that you've polished, right? <laughs> so uh, it's the best version of you. And he says, you know, that resume is just fine, but I don't put a lot of stock in the resume. I ask really clear questions to get to know that person and I hire based on the answers to the questions. And I said, well, tell me why. And he said, the resume is just what you've done up until this point. And I've hired people before based on a really good resume and been very, very disappointed. And I've also hired people on the hunch that, okay, maybe their resume is really light, but yet there's something about them and I want to hire them instead. And they have really, really excelled. And so when I started to trust my intuition and, and go with my gut a little bit more about what this person is telling me and who this person really wants to become and how they're going to not only add value to our company, but how they would like us to add value to them, he says, those answers tell me who they're going to be in the future. So while your resume is important, what you've done up until now, that's not the whole entirety of who you are. I was like, that's so good. Okay. Um, you know, I, I heard last week, uh, I was talking to somebody, he is working a nine to five job. Um, he's doing pretty well actually, but he has been wanting something different. He has this, uh, passion within him. And I'm not going to say what it is cause he, he doesn't want me to share that part, but he wants to switch to a different business. And one thing I heard him say was I can't do my own business because I'm going to fail. And I said, how do you know that? And of course, uh, out comes the answer to that question. And everything following is the things that he has consciously told himself. Here's all the data about why I'm going to fail. I'm like, but you haven't even done it yet. So how can you have data? It's not data until you've gone and you've experienced and collected it, right? So right now you have illogical thoughts, not data about whether you're going to fail. I'll give you an example. I have a friend, um, well, prior to COVID, um, she is a master organizer. I'm not kidding you. Like I need to just have her come into my home in different places and just organize stuff because her mind thinks very differently than mine does. And so she was starting her own business beforehand. And it, it was funny because she was telling me th this exchange that she had with her mom about wanting to start this new business. She had some life changes that were happening. So her kids were, were starting to get back into school. Um, she'd been a stay at home mom for a long time. And she was, you know, talking to her mom one day and she's like, I want to start my own business. And her mom's like, okay, well, what are you going to do? And she said, well, I'm going to um, be a professional organizer. And her mom looked at her and she said, all that happened for the next 10 minutes was her mom told her all the reasons why she was not going to be successful in this business because she had never been organized as a child. And so, you know, gave her all of this evidence about why she wouldn't be successful. So when she came to me, she's like, 
man, should I really start this business? And I said, okay, well, let's just back up a little bit. So if we ignore what your mom said and we think about, okay, what, what has been your current experience? So like in the last year and again, you know, she said when I had my kids and she's had five kids, you guys. Okay. And all five of them are within seven years. Okay. She had a couple, um, multiple births in there. So she is, she's an amazing woman. She said, I was forced to learn how to organize. And then I realized how much fun it was. And so her perspective, her skill set, everything has changed about herself in this relationship to organization. Now her mom, um, doesn't necessarily see that part of her. Her mom wants to keep her safe, right? Like, oh my gosh, you never cleaned your room before. What makes you think you're going to be good at this business? So her mom is judging her on her past experience, but the truth is that this person has new skills and she has a desire and a dream to go and help people. Okay. So she's got a different view into the future. Okay. So your past doesn't have to inform your future. I mean, I think about all my teacher friends, you know, we've had several conversations about this when a student is going from one grade to the next. I, as a teacher, never wanted to hear from somebody else what that previous teacher's thoughts were on that student. I don't want to know your opinion. I want to form my own. Because sometimes students do better with a certain teacher than another and in a certain environment than another. And so if you tell me what your opinion is of this child that was, you know, in your classroom under your circumstances and and environment, that might not be the same in my classroom. So I don't want to be tarnished tarnished, by what happened in the past. I want to see the potential of that student. Okay. So your past doesn't inform your future. Why? Well, I go back to another quote that Paul Martinelli wrote in that book. He says, the creativity, imagination, connections, and solutions you seek are not found in your current circumstances. The creativity, imagination, connections, and solutions that you seek are not found in your current circumstances. So for example, when I was starting, uh, my business grow by one, uh, which we've had so many different iterations of grow by one, it has grown exponentially. Actually, you know, when I first started my business, it was called Burkhard consulting. And I just got to this point and I was like, that, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, and so grow by one was really formed, but I have learned to be creative Okay. And to trust my gut a little bit more way back when I was like, okay, which, which contract can I do that somebody's going to pay me for? Now I create all my own stuff. Okay. Um, I've learned the skill of imagination with feeling. Uh, so really it's the, the process of being creative and, and kind of in tune, um, and imagining what you want in your life and feeling that that thing is accomplished. That's really how we create. Okay. Um, Honestly, the people that I've met along my journey, I never would have thought that I would have the kinds of connections and conversations that I've had with people all over the world in the last, especially the last five years uh, when I first started. There's no way. And then because I'm having those connections with different people, I'm also having different solutions come to me. Right. So, you know, there's a new problem or, or, um, a new situation I'm handling and I have a different person I can reach out to for help. 
Okay. So none of these connections and, and solutions were with me when I started. Think about that. You know, we, we just did our 500th episode, right? Um, a couple days ago. And I've had a lot of people reaching out, asking questions like, oh my gosh, how did you do that? You know, that kind of thing. Um, and it's funny because I, I happened to at the same time see some, some meme on Facebook and the essence of it was, Hey, if you knew me, you know, 20 years ago, that's not the current version of me. That was like the Netflix version of, of my season one. Uh, and we were low budget and we were working on our own and we were just doing our videos on our phone. Like, and I thought, Oh, that's so true. So, you know, the, the current version of Michelle and grow by one is like Netflix season five, where we've learned a thing or two, right? We're using a set. We've invested some money. Um, you know, we, we have crews who are doing things. We have more money flowing towards, uh, different parts of the business. Like we're more grown up, right? So we're seeing a different result. I say that because sometimes some of you come to me and guess what? You're just starting out. You're like season one, episode one, and you expect to be, you know, at the, at the, um, series finale. No, you got to start at the beginning. However, because you're starting at the beginning, you can't just say, this is who I am. Okay. That might be the current fact based on, you know, whatever led you up to start this episode one, right? But you've got so much coming to you from the future. So what do you want in life? Really want you to think about that today. Okay. What do you want in life and what's your plan to get it? So how are you going to expose yourself to new ideas, new people, new resources, and new solutions? Because remember, Einstein said you can't solve the problem with the same thinking that got you there in the first place. Okay? I will invite you. We're, we're, we still have the doors open here for the next several days. Um, once Friday comes, uh, I think Friday at, at 11.59 p.m., I'm going to close the doors on registration for Life on Purpose. Uh, our very first video gets live on Friday morning. And if you want to be a part of the Life on Purpose program, I would highly suggest that you reach out to me today, okay? Uh, I will put the links in the comments again. But this Life on Purpose program is uh, my effort to have you exposed to new ideas. So you'll get 12 teaching videos that are jam-packed with new ideas. Uh, exposed to new people, because let me tell you, the, the people that are, are signing up, I am so excited to get these people in, in a Zoom and talking about these ideas. It's exciting me, okay? So you should be excited too. And then resources and solutions, because resources are going to come out of those conversations, and so are solutions. But then we're going to add in Every week, you're going to get an individual session with me where you can either choose to process something that's stressing you out or choose to change a belief that's holding you back. Okay. Now, listen, even if you don't spend time with us, okay, even if you choose life on purpose is just not for me right now, don't worry about it. We'll offer it again in the future. This is number 15 for us. We've done 15, 14 rounds previously. Every time it just gets better. So when we do it again, you know, you can jump in again. If it's not right for you, that's okay. But even if you don't spend time with us, you have to have a plan. So you're not focusing on your current results and getting stuck. Okay. What is your plan? 
And with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.